In a world searching for meaning and hope, there's a place where voices rise. Welcome to the Repurpose Podcast Network, your haven for podcasts that envelops the everyday lives of believers. Shows about relationships, news, sports, and so much more. With so much negative content defining the Black experience, controlling the narrative is on the forefront. We amplify, elevate, empower Black creators to share with the world their thoughts and ideas. Tune in and unlock a world of captivating content that entertains and uplifts. The Repurpose Network. One message, many voices. Yo, what's up, everybody? This is your boy, JT, a.k.a. James Taylor Jr., a.k.a. Mr. James Taylor Jr., and welcome to the James Taylor Jr. Podcast. First and foremost, if you are ever in Atlanta, if you're ever in Atlanta, I need you to go to Douglasville. When you get to Douglasville, I need you to go to Atlanta West Studios. What you see right now, this beautiful camera lens and all that, making my skin pock, making this Nigerian skin look good. Yeah. You need to come here. Atlanta West Studios out here in Douglasville, Georgia. They can offer three great things for you. Studio podcasting time. They can also offer you an event space. And they can also offer acting classes if you know students who want to grow in that area. Number two, November 16th, 18th of 2023, we have a conference called Just Be. Go to justbecon.com and register for our conference. We are teaching business and emotional intelligence. That means we're going to have therapists there. And here's a surprise. Most people don't know this. I'm going to say it today. Harvard University is coming to do a survey with us at the conference because I did something with them as a content creator. They blessed us to tour the conference. Uh, part of the Department of Mental Health, at uh, Public Mental Health at the school, amazing program, amazing people there. They're going to get together. And some of those content creators, I'm going to invite them out to the conference to come and be on our panel discussion. And so if you can come November 16th to 18th, you're going to learn a lot about business, how to scale your business from being an employee to a manager to a communicator and also to a person who owns a lot of assets. And that just means employee means 80000 to 100000 a year. Manager means $250,000 a year. Owner means a half a million or more or a millionaire. And asset creation means that you're making tens of millions of dollars. And in the, in the communication aspect, you can maximize, they say, to $10 million. In that area, the sky's the limit. We want to talk about those things and how to get there. Not everybody's going to get there, which leads me to my next point about this. We don't do pyramid stuff. You have a business, we help to scale the business that you're already in. Our job is to be a boost, an enhancer, uh, uh, an encourager, a guider, a push towards growing the business that you love and do. And we also help you to discover your purpose. We do uh, courses on discovery of your purpose and your skill sets. We do assessments at this conference. So if you want to be a part of that, please register at justbecon.com. That's justbecon.com, and you'll have a great time. But let's jump into this, man. I'm excited about this. This is part three of my series, Battle of the Mind of a Man, part three. And this is the title, Culture Wars are the Devil. <laughs> Culture Wars are the Devil. Okay, let me start out by saying I'm tired of hearing all this stuff about feminism in a negative way. Because good feminism means that you want equality for women. 
that you want women to get paid equally. You want people to be respected. I know for a fact, if a woman is making a man, a woman is making eighty thousand, that man probably gonna make a hundred thousand or one ten. I ain't even gonna lie to you. We all know it. Don't be a black woman. You're probably going to make 70000 out of the 110, right? We understand that. We know that those are the type of things that happen. We know that there are times where women are harassed at the job and treated a certain way and being taught that they have to do that. And I'm not talking about that type of feminism. I'm talking about the better kind, the ones where y'all just dress provocatively and then turn around and talk about what you're looking at. The ones who talk about we need to go around here and have what they call a slut walk and all that foolishness. I think all that stuff is trash. I don't need to, I don't need for my daughters, I have two of them, to expose their body more. What I need them to do is to be respected more. Whether they wear less or more is not my problem. My problem is that you think sexuality is the key to success with some of y'all. My problem is also on the other side with men with bad conservatism. Not the conservatism where you actually take care of your family and your kids. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mean conservative as far as party. I mean just conservative as far as habits that you provide. You have traditional values. You need to grow up. It's no longer that time. You can't go by grandma's way. Grandma and them back in the day, they can have one income. Today you need two. So you men out here trying to be Superman and want to do that, we know you broke. We know the average salary for a man is less than $50,000 a year, and in the black community it's $47,000 for a black man. So I don't know what, what you paying for, and that's 90% of you. 90%. So when you get on this app and you start talking about how you need somebody to stay home, watch your dishes, take care of the kids, you don't got the money for that. Both of y'all need to be working. So guess what? When she come home and you come home, y'all need to alternate cooking. Or if you like me who can't cook, <laughs> my wife would cook, God rest her soul. I'm a widower, but my wife could cook and I would buy food. I door dashed to death. I ain't had no, I couldn't cook. I didn't save my life. And I know I'm a, I'm a Nigerian man, so y'all getting on me, but I am learning. I quit. I'm back in the kitchen. I am back in the kitchen. Mm. So I'm learning how to make the food, the jollof and all that good stuff. So they're pushing me to learn how to do it. And I'm kind of excited about it because I want to learn how to do that because I spent most of my time working on making money. I don't do broke. I'm allergic to it. It's like a rash. So I'm always trying to make money. I don't, I don't, I don't do well with coming into something. And, you know, I, I don't like paycheck to paycheck. So if I want that type of lifestyle and I want a type of woman that has to stay home, like my wife, God rest her soul, she stayed home for 12, the first 12 years. She was able to do that. I had to take care of bills and take care of life. Was it always a piece of cake? No. She let me start my business. And I saw her when she got to the point where she ain't wanted to be in the house no more. I was like, yeah, you need to go to work. Because we getting on your nerve. You frustrated. I didn't have a problem with that. And I still made sure I took care of everything. That's just who I am. I'm not a 50-50 guy. So I believe in being conservative and taking care of everything, but I believe you need to have the income to match it. So let's, let's dive into this, man. I want to give you three C's that will help you to grow out. Culture, community, and core family. Now, I'm, I'm going to say this because I think it's important that you understand why I'm saying culture first. All right? I want to say this. Let me tell you what culture is. The art and or other manifestation of human intellect achievement regarding collectively. That means, in other words, when you talk culture, you're talking about everybody coming together as a collective. That's like the main thing. That's the mainstream of our world. The customary beliefs, social forms, and material traits of a racial, religious, or social group. Now, everybody has cultures. You have the American culture, which is a false narrative. The American culture is the big house, the big car, the white picket fence, and you, you making at least a minimum of 150000 or you and your spouse is making 150000 Y'all got 300000 Y'all could travel. You get two weeks worth of vacation. You work like a slave all day long. Then you got uh, other cultures, Nigerian cultures. Everybody has to, if you're evil, 
If you Igbo, the greed, the greed, you got to keep it last name Nigerian. There's no gray area. And I'm just using my culture, for example. And if you're, if you're, you're a border like me, it's all about the business side. Make that money, ball out, have everything you can. If you don't get the full education, you better be making $250,000 or more. That's, that's, that's how it is. So everybody is chasing one thing, currency, right? They're not chasing being able to love a family, take care of the kids. They're chasing currency, right? What if I told you that the culture that we have today is actually the reason why both men and women are fighting each other? And notice what you fight the most over. You fight the most over looks and you fight the most over luxury, Right. Which really means you fighting over money all the time. So you're fighting over who looks the best. So uh, I say I'm a strong 7.5. I'm not the most attractive person in the world. So somebody would tell me, oh, you need to make millions of dollars. Then if a dude is highly attractive, he's only good for the D. And if you go to the woman's side, oh, she's got to be giving out sex on the regular. She got to give you this and that and the third. She's got to have bodies. She's got to make sure that she's putting out, doing all these other kinds of things. And you as a man got to make sure you fund all her activities. Both of those are trash. If everything is about uh, 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 luxury, then that means everything is materialistic. There's no substance in it. And guess what? We all know you get bored with it. Once you get the first new car, there's always a new, you know, there's a new iPhone coming out every week. There's a new Benz, a BMW coming out every week. And then everybody's trying to upgrade their Range Rover. Everybody's trying to upgrade everything. Everything is luxury. Everything is what you drive. And then the other part is looks. So we spend all our time on Balenciaga, Forces, J's and Ones. All those things kill us. They destroy us because what happens is materialism destroys us. The Bible says, what profit a man to gain the whole wide world and lose his soul? You are actually losing who you are to make sure you have an image. So the image means more than your character. So let me give you my first point on culture. Let your private practice outweigh your public performance. In other words, stop being so willing to be a performer for everybody else and have a private life that has substance and character. In the private life, you have identity. In the public performance, you have an image. And when you have that image, you have to live up to it every time. That's why the older you get, stuff starts sagging and dragging, and now you're injecting, injecting, and you're trying to lift it all up because you put yourself in an image as a woman. As a man, you're sitting out here making sure you got a whole bottle of Viagra and at least $100,000 in the bank. So you want to be able to blow her back out and be able to buy her a Birkin bag. And that's the whole extent of your life. You don't love her. She don't love you. Both of you are just trying to be a power couple where everybody can see you. Your Instagram is fire, but your private life is a dud. I hate it. Stop living for this culture. Stop living for this culture, which leads me to point number two, community, the people you live around. So now after you subscribe to this terrible culture, now you're trying to be in a community where everybody has big houses. Everybody has big cars. You see your neighbor get a new car. You got to get a new car. You see your neighbor get some grass. You want to get that grass. Your neighbor does a big party. You got to turn around and do a big party. Then it becomes a competition of who can outshine each other without really getting to know each other. Then your kids grow up without you being present because you got to put more hours on the job and now you got a latchkey kid. And let me let me give a side note to this whole community thing. I'm realizing you this generation, millennials and, 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 and uh, 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 Gen Z's, y'all really be on us Gen X head. Y'all be on our head. Y'all be like, y'all don't take care of us. Y'all ain't raise us. Nah, you in your 20s, bruh. 
I ain't responsible for how dumb you are right now. Don't blame me because you couldn't do it. Now, as a child, I may have wounded you. I may have given you traumas. And I think every parent could cause a trauma. I don't care. Parents, Gen X parents, we can't lie. We old school. You know what the problem is? I'm going to tell you what it is. When Gen X came, the generation after was like, I'm not going to raise my kids that way. Then the next generation after that, they soft as cotton tissue. Like, I got three teenagers. Everybody always talk about how strong my kids are. I'm their daddy. I'm Gen X. My kids come in, daddy, let me get some money. For what? Oh, dad, let me buy that. For what? Because, you know, such and such. Who is such and such? They don't live in here. I don't know them people. See, dad, such and such wouldn't do that. Go live with them. <laughs> Go live with them. Tell them I said to take you in it. I don't care about none of that. You ain't going to come in here and tell me how to run my house. And here's the thing. I'm one of those parents who had to do hard stuff. Listen, I, I, got, I got a daughter. I love her. She would tell you in a heartbeat, my dad don't play. She's away at college right now. She know I don't tolerate nothing. And she'll be mad. And she'll probably talk about me like a dog about, he's so strict. He's always trying to control everything. But I'll never forget we had a conversation. My daughter was like, hey, I said, baby, if you go outside and you're gone, I need you to tell me where you at. And I also need you to come home if I ask you. I just need to put my eyes on you. Now, if you want to go back to whatever foolishness you went, I need you to come home. You know what she told me? Dad, I don't need to do all that. I was like, you're right. You don't have to do that. You're a young adult. But guess what you're not going to do? You're not going to live here. I'm that parent. So my baby chose not to live here. She wanted to go and do what she wanted to do. And I'm proud of her for it. Like most parents get mad at their kids. Nah, if you want to live a certain life, live a certain life. She's stubborn like her daddy. I got, I got put out at 20. My grandma, I'm adopted. My grandmother was like, it's time for you to go. Gen X is probably the toughest generation of a lot of generations because we was latchkey kids. We had parents that could spank us. Like if I got in trouble with one neighbor, the other neighbor could come over and check me. I remember one time getting in a fight with one of the kids. Both of us had to take a walk of shame because all the parents was on our head. Both kids in the projects, me and him got into a fight over something stupid. His parents was mad at both of us. My parents was mad at both of us. The drug dealers in the neighborhood was mad at me. Y'all tripping, man. What y'all fight for no reason? We had to go through a walk of shame. This generation, y'all don't want nobody to tell y'all nothing. And then y'all want to spend y'all whole time blaming us. Let me tell you something that nobody want to tell y'all. See, I'm going to say this. Don't tell nobody. Gen X don't care about y'all like that. They really don't. They are of the mindset that once you get on your own, you're on your own. I want to tell you what's so sad about Gen X. They will go on vacation while you talk about them like a dog on social media. They will be in the Bahamas sipping a Mai Tai with all their body parts hanging out, overweight and all, and will not care about how you feel. Isn't that trifling? Can I tell you a secret? I'm one of them people. I love my kids. My kids would tell you, I, listen, let me give you a great phrase that Jen S thinks that you young people ain't going to like when it comes to community. We don't live for you. We live with you. Like I don't live for my kids. You know why? Because I know they grow up and leave. They grow up and leave. I get to spend 18, well, 21, well, 25, well, 30, okay? I get to give and take care of you for a while. And you be tripping. And at some point as an adult, Gen X is one of them type of people like, nah, you ain't going to burn me out. Where my grandbabies at? 
Let me watch my grandbabies. Most of my friends who are Gen Xers that have all their kids out the house, they be gone. They be in Vegas, Hawaii, Miami. They living their best life. They ain't trying to fight you all day long. And they don't even watch social media, so they not even mad. So when you on social media, like, oh, they destroyed my life. Oh, they didn't love me. Oh, they weren't there for me. They're like this. <laughs> They're Hawaii Tahiti. They chilling. You know why? I'm, I'm giving you this long soliloquy on this because I need you to understand that you got to figure it out for yourself. Don't be mad at us, right? Because we, we didn't have the best situation to at all. Every generation has their flaws, right? But what happens is you have a culture that tells you to chase money, then you have a community that poured into you and then you mad at them. And I will say this, Gen X are very hard parents. Like, I, I gotta hold us account. We are hard parents. We, we suck. Like, we, we'll beat you, ground you, take everything from you, and then when you say, why, then they say, why? Because I said so. Said so is not good parenting. Okay, Gen X, I gotta hold you account. I gotta get on your head now. Y'all are terrible at communicating with your children. Sometimes if you give your child a why, it would be helpful for them. And the why would also expose that you tripping. Gen X parents, we be tripping. Like, we, we terrible sometimes. I remember one time I ground my son. I was like, I'm just sick of you getting in trouble. And I never forget, my son said, but I'm a teenager. Ain't I supposed to make mistakes? I was like, yeah, but not that many. He was like, well, how many mistakes I'm supposed to make? I was like, I don't know, but not that many. <laughs> And then as a parent, I had to go and look at why am I disciplining them. And then I had to look at what my standard is as a parent. Y'all might not catch what I'm doing, but I'm going somewhere with this, which leads me to core family. Number three, the family is the most important part to the development of a child. It is not the community. The community is a bonus. If they're a healthy community, they'll hold your kids accountable and they say, hey, your mom said don't do this. They live in a neighborhood. Make sure you ain't going to people's houses or somebody try to kidnap you. They're going to report it, da-da-da-da-da. But the most important is the people who live in your house. Excuse me. The black culture teaches too much of outside, and so does white. Like A lot of people try to play black people and white people, but white people and black people are both selfish about money, and they want to all shine. You white kids got vans. We got Jordans. Y'all got Amber Combrey and Fitch. You know, I'm being sarcastic. You got that. You know what I'm saying? We got Nike. There's no difference. Both wants to go outside and look good. Both wants to dress nice. Both wants to be flashy. Both want to have the time of their life and party and smoke and drink and cuss and be able to jump on beds and have wild experiences with sex and all this other kind of stuff. Y'all all crazy. The problem is this world is making y'all think y'all need to go against each other. No, y'all both weird. Listen to me, white kids, black kids, Native American, all, all y'all weird. Because y'all teenagers, y'all supposed to be. And now, people don't tell y'all, in 2040, this country will be, 51% of this country will be mixed. Mixed. There won't be one dominant race anymore. And so we need to stop doing that. Which y'all have a beige argument now? <laughs> y'all weird. And you got all these older people, Gen X is fine. I'm going to say it. Gen X is supposed to be good examples for family, but we struggle. So you got old white people and old black people fighting. You, I'm not racist. You can't trust no white man. You can't trust no black man. And the black people say, you can't trust no white man. They arguing. And they, so, so, so let me say this. They're making war. And you younger generation is making babies. Somebody ain't on the same page. 
Somebody, somebody else say that. You got older people. And so what happens is when you get into the household, the household is so divided that it caused a culture war outside of it. Because think about this. Whenever you watch a TikTok video, you have people preaching culture based on what they went through in their core family. Think about that. Most of the video content that you see today from this generation is a bunch of young people saying negative things about each other based on what they experienced in their health. Biracial kids is always talking about how hard their struggle was based on their household. Black kids are talking about how black parents ain't love them and care for them and violent based on their household. White kids, y'all still cussing your parents. I don't know how y'all get away with it. It is a walking miracle. But y'all talk to your parents crazy based on the household. And, and, and let me be clear, every white person ain't what y'all think. Some of them beat their kid now. Some of them discipline the kid. Y'all better stop thinking everybody let their kids run over. And then, there, then, there's, then there's the Gen X who cool with each other. Like, we don't have that whole type of stuff. Like, I don't wake up every day worrying about a white person. I don't. I don't wake up every day worrying about the negative black people either. When I go to TikTok, I go there to give information to help people grow. When I go to Instagram, I go to help people to grow. Y'all know what y'all do? Y'all don't talk enough about how the core created a community. So this is what happens. A bunch of young people from Gen X go outside and play with each other, hang with each other, create content which reaches the culture. So on TikTok, genera Generation X is terrible. But financially, when you look at the numbers, Generation X is still paying for their kids' stuff. Generation X is still paying for raising their kids' kids. So even though y'all harping on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, talking about how Gen X is terrible, they raising your kids when they don't want to. They're helping you out when they don't want to. They're, they're, you're figuring it out. And, and, and let's be clear. The generation that is out right now that's in the teens, that's in the 20s and 30s, y'all don't even keep jobs. Y'all don't even like working 40 hours. And can I say something as a Generation X person? I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it. I wish we ain't had to work no 70, 80 hours. That stuff is ridiculous. And you don't get no vacation. Then I go to other countries where they getting a whole two months off from work? Full health care? Like, see, I ain't into politics, but I am into uh, uh, living a good life. <laughs> I listen, listen, I, listen I, I ain't into politics. But if any president of the United States want to say, you know what, from now on, every American will have two months off from work, no matter what. It is mandatory. Health care will be free for everybody. Boy, I will jump up. They could be a Democrat, Republican, a Demo-Republican, a Republican-Demo, whatever you want to be. As long as I'm able to do them two things— I'd be happy as a camper. If y'all was to bump up Social Security to a thousand dollars a week, I know that's crazy, right? A thousand dollars a week. Well, I'd be a happy camper. See, I don't. I, I'm talking about my family because my core is where I live my life. My core is where I really grow. My kids are the most intimate person, people that are intimate person in my life, the intimate person I know. That's my core. Your core is the people in your life. I'm gonna say it again. You got the core people complaining about their parents creating content in the community with one another, which creates a culture language that says Gen X was bad. And then, and guess what? Gen X did the same thing to their culture. We just didn't have the internet. Can I tell you a secret? We think our culture was terrible. The way my grandmother beat the bricks off me for certain things, I just think it was illegal. I got all type of software. Uh, uh, Y'all could, could go online and report us as parents. 
Y'all could press a button. Y'all could call a number. Call child services on us and all that. And see, y'all don't understand. Gen X is terrible, young people. Gen, Gen X is terrible. Gen X will let you cut them off. I remember a kid, and I want to use this as an example. I had a kid tell his parent. I had a kid argue with his parent. I'm not going to say the high school, but he was going back and forth with his mother. She's a single mother, hardworking. She's a nurse, take care of the bills. And he was like, I'm going to call child welfare on you for popping me in the mouth. That woman said, go ahead. Go ahead and let him take you. You know what? You're going to save me about three, $4,000 a month. I said, that's all. She's like, you're going to save me money. I love you, son. But you are drown- I'm drowning in your mistakes. I'm drowning in your disrespect. And you're blaming me, from, on, blaming me for something that you got from your friends in communication, right? Community and culture. Because you're on TikTok and social. She said this because you're on social media. But in this house, I'm giving you everything you need. And you're disrespecting me based on some group project that your friends are talking about, but I don't do that as a parent. She said, if you're going to blame me for something, blame me for me. She said, I welcome you going to foster care. I welcome you going to child services because you're my one and only. I love you. But if they was to take you right now and say, I'm not a good parent, I know what I did in my house so I can live with it. She said, dial a number. <laughs> she said, dial a number. And I, she was dead serious. What she was saying to her son was, stop letting the world dictate how I love you in this house. See, what we got to stop doing is we got to stop making our families a group project and really deal with the core problems of our family. So I'm going to say it again. Culture is a universal language of what people talk about, what they look like. Community is the neighborhood and blocks that we live in. And then the core is the true essence of how a family is developed is in the core family, what we do as a unit. And the reason why I'm making this universal, because a man and woman can listen to this. I'm saying this to men. Let me close with this. I made this video for everybody. It could have been just for men. I know the title says for men, but I'm making it for everybody because families are falling apart because we're letting a culture dictate what we do in our house. Instagram shouldn't run your household. TikTok shouldn't run your household. All you people who are younger than Gen X, y'all need to stop whining and complaining you need to work. And Gen X, you need to apologize for the terrible job that you did based on the old culture that your family had. We, we robbed our kids of being able to vent to us because we are going by the habits of the old people. You young people are whining and complaining and blaming people all day. And I know y'all say this little stuff, you can't tell me when to get over my trauma. I can tell you when or how long I'm going to deal with it, though. How about that? You can keep your trauma to you, 65 years old, but you ain't going to be with me. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm leaving. I mean, my daughter said something, well, you did da-da-da-da-da, and did. And I, be honest, and I was honest with my daughter. I was like, at the end of the day, I don't really feel bad for what I did because I communicated to you. I didn't do like most parents. You ain't going to do that universal stuff based on your friends and come in my house and do that. And then my daughter would turn around and be like, Dad, can you send me some money? And I ain't going to lie, I send it because she's my baby. But what you're not going to do is hold me responsible for a lifetime. But what you can do is hold me accountable for the moment. So I'm going to say it in the reverse. You can hold Gen X accountable for that moment, but you can't make them responsible for a lifetime. At some point, you're going to have to get over it. And Gen X, you're going to have to repent for the things that you did with your children and make sure you tell your grandchildren what you did wrong so that when they grow up, that they have a better life than both of you. If the Gen Xers and the young people before them work together and the grandkids come, we can win. We can win. See, y'all got to stop doing all this division stuff. I don't care about that division stuff. You notice most of my content is about us working together. It ain't about nobody trying to pick no sides. I'd rather all y'all don't like me. But everybody get it right. I'm not here to be your friend. You ain't my boo. I don't know you like that. 
because I know core family is the most important thing. What I'm looking for right now is for you to look at this culture and realize that it should not dictate what you do in your community and it should not dictate and the community should not dictate what you do in your home. And TikTok is not the litmus test for a healthy family. The home and how the family operates is the litmus test for a healthy family. You do that, you win. Hey, listen, do this for me. Love, pray, serve, and share. And guess what you can do? You can do that any and everywhere. It's your boy JT. God bless you. Have a great day.